welcome back to our second episode of Voices of Biotech, which incidentally is being released today on International Women's Day. Today I'm joined with Ilona Gutcher, who is the Director of Business Development and Licensing Oncology at Bayer. Last month, I spoke with Deepa Talbade on the IND Accelerate programme promoting diversity at Bayer, where Ilona is one of the five graduates from this initiative. Today she talks about her experience with the programme, the importance of female role models, and why she enjoys the business and development side of the pharmaceutical industry. This is episode two of Voices of Biotech. Happy listening. Okay, well, welcome, Ilona. It's lovely to have you here today. If we could just begin by you giving me a bit of an introduction about yourself and where you are in your career right now, then that would be a good place to start. Thank you for inviting me. So I did sciences at the University of Manchester, and from there I moved to the University of Zurich to pursue a PhD in the field of immunology. So then I continued my research in this area with postdoctoral studies at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre in New York. And um, whilst I was in New York, it was at that point that I then left academia and entered the biopharm industry. So my first kind of foray into biopharm was um, I held a position at Regeneron Pharmaceuticals where I worked as a scientist and I was running a lab within the inflammation and immunology department there. So about 10 years ago, I moved back to Europe um, and um, got a position at Bayer in Berlin. And here I continued my work as a lab head, first in the inflammation research group, and then I moved to immuno-oncology research. Um, So I was in research until about two years ago when I accepted a short-term assignment in business development licensing and open innovation. And this was part of the IND Accelerate program. And I've since become a permanent member of the business development oncology team where I am currently focused and focused on early licensing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you. I think just before, obviously, I really want to talk about this Accelerate program within Bayer. But before we dive straight into that, from the beginning, was pursuing a career in science something that you always knew that you wanted to do? So actually, um, I would say that my path to a career in science was definitely not a linear one. So I actually attended a European school and there there was like a major focus on humanities and languages. And I had initially intended to study philosophy, philosophy and Italian at university. And I actually had a, a place to do that. Um, however, I did spend a, a gap year in Italy learning Italian. And it was at that point that I thought I might change paths actually. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How come so, that sort of deterred you? <laughs> um, well no, it was more from the point of view that I thought, well, I've learned Italian now. Um and <laughs> I, I really thought that, you know, you can you can read you can you can read like or learn languages, you know, in your own time. Um, whereas you know, in order to kind of really gain a, a good understanding of science, I think it's really best to do that at university. So that yeah. was kind of like how I decided to go for that. So, um, yeah, so basically, like, since I kind of enjoyed sports and um, I was really kind of interested to learn about how the body works and understanding the, the processes involved um, sort of cells, organs and systems and how they maintain the healthy functioning of the body and what happens when these when these go wrong and how they go wrong to cause disease. So that's how I actually ended up studying biomedical sciences. Oh, OK, that's interesting. And then I guess with specifically you're sort of focused on immuno-oncology now, 
was that always a particular interest of yours? So this also kind of, you know, developed over time um, and uh, something, you know, that happened, you know, later on during my studies. So um, when I was at the University of Manchester, I had the opportunity to do an industrial placement year um, at what was then Aventus Pharma in Frankfurt, Germany. And so this was the first time that I really did proper lab work beyond what we did as like students in the lab at university. And I discovered that I really loved it. Um, so at that time, I was part of a team that was screening compounds on cardiac ion channels, and we were looking to develop drugs for the treatment of atrial fibrillation. So this was how I kind of like got the first taste for experimentation and drug development. Um, and I just really loved everything that was involved in it. So mm -hmm. diving into the subject area, performing experiments, kind of handling and interpreting data, and then communicating those results. So that's how I kind of first like got fascinated by the entire process and that was what drove me to um to want to create a better understanding of disease mechanisms that could ultimately impact development of new therapies mm. for patients in need um and so it was only later um that I kind of moved into into immunology and uh that was kind of by chance so I had actually been um uh, working in a lab, which I realized over time didn't really suit me. So it was a very different discipline. And um, and I thought at the time, well, I could stay here and, uh, you know, spend the next four, four years of my life trying to figure this out, or um, I can look for something else. And it was really by chance that I, um, I identified a lab where I thought like, okay, they're working on autoimmune disease. That sounds super interesting. And, um, and I decided to give it a go. Um, and so that's how I kind of like got into immunology and it really all took off from there. Oh, OK, so what specifically, because you said that, you know, the two disciplines were quite different. What specifically did you enjoy more about the lab that you found? Um, so I think with the lab that I found, um, you know, it was it was a kind of like new up and coming lab. The the PI, the, the professor, he was kind of very young. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to create this dynamic lab. So it was it was partly that he was interested in instructing, you know, his PhD students in the basics of immunology and letting them kind of develop independently from there. So I thought this was a, a very nice way of kind of getting into the immunology field. And it was something that was good for me, given that I, I didn't at that time have the background in immunology. Mm, mm, kind of the perfect gateway sort of into it. Yeah, exactly. It's important to encourage young girls to pursue careers in science. And I'm just wondering if you ever experience anyone particularly championing you at a young age or giving you advice? Or is there anything that you wish that you could tell young women who are pursuing a career in science? Yeah, so um, for me, the, you know, the one of the life changing moments for me was when I was doing this industrial placement year at Aventus Pharma. And I had a supervisor at the time who really kind of, let's say, took me under his wing 
and taught me about scientific research and the basics of lab work. And he really took an interest um, and supported me in, in my research interests as well as my development. And he was the one who kind of planted the idea of a PhD in my head. And that's for me how it all kicked off. So it was really due to his support and mentorship that, um, you know, that allowed me to to follow my career in science and and give me that support that I needed um, since I'd never considered it before. Mm. And I think mm. to I think to a message that I would want to pass on to young women is that try to get some kind of work experience as early as you can um, in your career, in your area of interest, because this this really allows you to get insight into the day to day tasks involved in science and research and allows you to see whether you like it or, or not or what parts of it you like. And, and that allows you to develop. Um, and there are many pharma companies that currently have internship programs where students can get um, hands on job experience. Mm -hmm. I think what's also critical about um, this kind of opportunity is that it puts you in the right environment to identify mentors. And that would be kind of my second advice to young women is that find a mentor or people to support and guide you as early on as possible. So. As I said, I gave you one example um, during my placement year, but um, I've been mentored by both women and men at various stages along the way. And their input has been really helpful for shaping my career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And I think this idea of sort of having a mentor brings us round to this Accelerate programme that you've sort of gone through in Bayer. Um, so do you mind just giving us a bit of background about what this programme is and how it works within your company? Yeah, sure. So the IND Accelerate programme at Bayer, so basically it puts out a company-wide call twice a year for applicants who are interested in joining BDNLOI for a six to nine month period. And um, so from these applicant, applicants, between five and seven individuals are selected for rotations. And these participants will receive challenging ass assignments within BD, um, paired with mentoring support and direct executive visibility. So typically this is open to senior managers and up at Bayer and also to historically underrepresented colleagues across Bayer who are looking to grow in their careers. So while this program is currently only within the pharmaceuticals decision, there are plans to extend it across all of Bayer's divisions. Okay, brilliant. I think it's a fantastic that this program is being launched. And was this pioneered by, is it Marianne DeBacker? Yeah, that's correct. That, yeah. And how long has this program been running for? So this has been running for three years now. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And I'm just curious. So, so you kind of had this academic and research background and now you've moved into the business development and licensing side. How have you found that shift? Um, so what I really like about it is that I still get to stay very close to the science. Um, so, you know, on a on a daily basis, I get to look at um, all the cool new science and innovation that companies are working on in the on, in the oncology field. And um, and so I'm able to apply my knowledge and expertise in oncology and drug development that I've gained previously from my research career to the work that I'm now doing in business development. Um, so I think it's really 
it's great because there's that basis, but then there's definitely more involvement in different areas, such as strategy discussions, as well as the having the possibility to shape the portfolio. And, um, you know, this is something which in research, it's usually only possible at a department heads level in order to, to have those kind of mm. portfolio and shaping discussions. Mm. Um, so I think what uh, beyond that, what's one of the biggest changes for me is and what is actually one of the most important parts of the job is the interaction with partners and building and managing relationships. So overall, I'd say there's definitely a lot of multitasking in business development mm -hmm. and there's definitely a different pace to to the business side of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you think you'll sort of stay within this field for a while or do you think you'll kind of get a pang to want to go back to research? Well, I have, um, you know, been working. I, I kind of transitioned into a permanent position um, in, mm -hmm. in business development. So um, I was promoted to uh, um, a position in the business development oncology team. So I definitely plan to stay for, you know, <laughs> the, 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 at least the near term future. Um, that, you know, there's a lot to learn in, in business development. And I think, you know, it's allowing me to grow on a daily basis. And um, I definitely want to get more expertise in this area before I make any decisions about where to move next. Of course. And congratulations on your promotion. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so I guess this program, you, you know, do you really feel that that has really pushed your career and you wouldn't sort of be where you are now without it? Um, well, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, so um, definitely, you know, if if I hadn't had the possibility to see um, how business development works and that um, that I I do have the opportunity to really still stay in the science, which when you're in research, um, very often, you know, the further up the management chain you go, the further away you get from the science. Um, and so this is what I've really enjoyed about business development is that I still get to, to focus on, you know, what I love most. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, of course, impacted my career and I, I wouldn't be here now without the IND Accelerate programme. You know, this one of these programs, this is sort of one of the main ones that I've heard about within the pharmaceutical industry. Why do you think there aren't more companies trying to ingrain this? So, I mean, I think that most or from what I've understood, most biopharmaceutical companies um, have now instituted formal diversity and inclusion programs. Um, and of course, there are other organizations out there, such as the Healthcare Business Women's Association, which, um, you know, have contributed to furthering, furthering the careers of women in life sciences through mentorship, personal networks and advocacy. But yeah, clearly, um, you know, both women and people from diverse um, backgrounds remain underrepresented in the upper echelons of the of the biopharmacy suite. And so there's still the need to do more. Um, mm. I can only really speak for, for Bayer and not other organizations. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think I'm really proud that Bayer has this program. And, um, you know, Bayer has also publicly committed to gender parity by 2025 across all combined management levels, um, including lower and middle management. And, um, and by 2030, um, Bayer aspires to reach gender parity on each individual management level. Oh, fantastic. What I find interesting as well that these programs are happening but I sort of keep reading that you know in CNBC for instance only five percent of CEOs are still women and that's not even 
limited to the life sciences um, or STEM subjects where people generally think this would be even lower. What do you think is still going wrong to get women in these key leadership positions? So I, I think that, you know, quite often women lack role models in those positions. And so by by increasing the number of women who are at those levels, um, you know, I think it it potentially will, um, you know, be aspirational to other women that that they can actually reach those positions um, and that they, you know, can have have an impact at those positions. Have there been any women that have championed your career or been a role model for you? Yeah, so I've actually been quite fortunate to meet women at every stage of my career who have championed me. So um, currently, you know, I have my manager, Deepa Talpade, and she's really helped me navigate my new role in, in BD and has encouraged me to develop and mm -hmm. learn every, um, I'm learning from her every day. Um, and then before that, when I joined Bayer, um, Fiona McDonald uh, was my manager. And so she supported in my, she supported me in my research role. Um, but even at the beginning of my career, so during my PhD time um, in in Zurich, I met two fantastic scientists in the lab, and they're both smart, driven, hardworking women who I, ad I admire a lot. Um, so despite the fact that we've all taken different paths, so Melanie Kreta stayed in academia and is a professor, whilst um, Nina Kreinborg now works for a venture capital firm, um, they've provided wonderful support and have championed my decisions and career choices from the start. Oh, brilliant. Do you think you'll have the opportunity to be a mentor for someone in Bayer? Yeah, definitely. So um, definitely having um, graduated through the IND Accelerate programme, I'm often speaking to other women within Bayer who are interested in joining the programme. And um, so I'm able to give them my experience um, of having having gone through the programme. Um, and I hope to be able to, to mentor other women in the future. Oh, and I'm sure you do a brilliant job at it. <laughs> um, and I guess sort of just as a bit of a finisher, what do you think the next five years looks like for women in science or what do you hope the next five years would bring? So it's been encouraging to see the reconciliation of female scientists being recognised for their work, with one example being Rosalind Franklin and her contributions to the discovery of the molecular structure of, of DNA. Um, and it's a, it's a stark reminder that women have been vital contributors to science. Um, so with programmes such as IND Accelerate, I hope that we'll begin to see more women who are impacting science and reaching positions of leadership in the coming years. Um, so as mentioned before, Bayer is committed to reaching gender parity um, on each manage management level by 2030. And I say that I'm already beginning to see this. So within BD at the leadership team level, um, there's there's gender parity. And um, on top of that, we have a woman, Christine Roth, who is leading Bayer's Oncology Strategic Business Unit, whilst at Roche Pharmaceuticals, um, they recently hired a woman as CEO. So I really hope mm -hmm. that with more women leaders as role models at the top levels, many more women will aspire to reach those positions. Definitely, I completely agree. I would just um, pro probably as an addition to this, um, given that um, Mariana de Baca, you know, started the programme. And I think, you know, I'd like to say that she's been um, a great inspiration to me. And um, mm. and, you know, she's she's a woman who has 
or holds an amazing track record in the field, has been involved in hundreds of deals as well as mergers and acquisitions, and has really transformed deal making at, at Bayer. Mm. So um, I think that um, she's done this in addition to, um, you know, supporting women and other underrepresented groups um, with the IND Accelerate program. Um, and I think what's important is that women um, women support each other. And, um, you know, that's the most important way how we can, you know, improve, improve on, the, on, on gender parity. Um, so it's definitely been an honor to have Mariana as a mentor and learn from her experiences. And I look forward to seeing how she continues to shape the industry in the future. Definitely. She's very inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you here and I hope you've enjoyed being here too. Yeah, it's been great. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for having me. Well, that was our second episode of Voices of Biotech with Ilona Gutcher from Bayer. Next month, editor of Bioprocess Insider Millie Nelson sits down with Antoinette Gowin, CEO of Terumo Blood and Cell Technologies, where they discuss what Terumo are doing to attract more women to their company, where their workforce is now 50% female, and how a diverse company leads to a more holistic outcome. So catch us next month to listen into their conversation.